0: Joining me today for a talk hockey radio special is an incredible athlete in person. When I mention her name to friends and colleagues in Belgium, a big smile spreads across their face. She has been the first choice keeper for Belgium since 2012, going to the London Olympics, aged only 17. She has stood for election in UCLA. Recently she trained through her pregnancy, and having given birth only a few weeks ago, she's now begun her return to the International Squad. Welcome to Ash and Dog.
1: Thank you. Hello.
0: Hello. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I got the name nearly right.
1: <laughs> My name was perfect, but it was uh, elections in Waterloo. Oh, Waterloo think was it? People in the national hockey. Yeah, but it—it's nothing. Okay, cool. Uh, how
0: how how's life in Belgium uh, with all this lockdown madness and becoming a mother during lockdown? Uh,
1: I think life in Belgium is quite uh, similar uh, as life uh, in uh, Germany in a. Uh, the Netherlands or in, uh, in the UK, I think we are really uh, dealing with a, a big new thing, choosing all the things for us in life. So it's not easy, but uh, yeah, I had quite um, easy pregnancy because I had lots of time for me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I suppose, yeah, that's, that's the silver lining uh, on the COVID clown. <laughs> Um, so obviously we're, we're here today to sort of mainly talk about your, your hockey career. And so do you mind just explaining how you got into hockey and, and how you ended up playing in goal?
1: Yes, for sure. Um, I was uh, playing a lot of tennis when I was young and uh, yeah, I really loved it. But I was always like asking my parents, can I do a, another sport, a sport where I can be with lots of other uh, uh, persons? And, um, and yeah, nobody in my family uh, plays hockey. And uh, it was quite um, weird because we were talking about it. And when uh, I was asking for it, we just passed uh, in front of a hockey field. So my father told me, yeah, just, yeah, why don't you play hockey? I was more into football. So I said, okay, it's 11 uh, vs. 11, why not? So uh, I started playing hockey. And uh, like everybody, I started uh, as a as a field uh, player and um one day I just said, oh, I want to try it. And actually, I never came out of the goal anymore. I, I loved it uh, from a uh, second number one. And uh, yeah, so I, I play hockey since then and I play in the goal since 10 and a half.
0: Wow, okay. And that's quite unusual, isn't it? In in Belgium to enter hockey when as a new person, not not through the family. I mean, I was listening to Felix Denea the other day and he was saying like his dad played, his granddad played, his great-granddad played, his great-great-granddad and so on and so forth. Um, was it weird for you being effectively a first-generation player?
1: Uh, weird, well, no. But yeah, when I listened to all the stories of the other one when I was younger and still now they are all talking about the parents playing, the grandparents playing, everybody, the whole family. So yeah, I will do that for my next generation and they can then talk like the other ones uh, of all the past uh, top players in the family.
0: Yeah. And... um... Uh, we were talking obviously earlier about uh, about Jill Boone, the amazing lady that she is, and uh, her brother, and her, I think her mother or her aunt as well, and and her, it goes back a long way. And it's nice, I guess, to be at the start of that family story. Um, just thinking, you know, in a few years or you know, you'll have maybe a, a grandkid potentially playing in the, in the colours.
1: Yes, for sure. That's what I was saying. I I couldn't really talk with the other ones about my family playing, but I'm for sure really happy that uh, my son, or maybe when I will have a new another baby, maybe my daughter will talk about uh, about me and what um, that I bring her or him into hockey. So uh, yeah, it's quite exciting to start a story also.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I, like looking at Belgian hockey, um, you've been part of some pretty major moments. Um, so, obviously, you were there in 2012 when Belgium qualified uh, for, for, the, for the London Olympics. I think it was the first Belgian team sport for women to ever qualify for the Olympics, if I remember correctly. And I can remember the next day seeing the newspapers as I was catching the train back home, and like it was everywhere and the crowd was enormous like it was the birth of the red tribe as well wasn't it the, the 2012 event and then you you had the uh, the silver medal at the european championships uh then the men of course have had uh success for the european and the world championships and it feels like belgian hockey is just on this constant rise it seems of, of progress and, and positivity what's it like being part of this movement
1: um when we are part of this movement we don't um uh see each thing we are really creating but when you are like now telling me oh we did since uh 2012 yeah I, it's pretty amazing i think we yeah like you you said we wrote the story by being the first woman team ever uh from all sports yeah qualifying for the olympics um it was like yeah a first a participation so it was not like the greatest result but i think we could win already be um, uh, proud of what we achieved. And uh, yes, that silver medal was really like a, a little present for all the work we were giving, but it's the first one and we need to keep improving to yeah, to have a longer story to tell later. So uh, so now it's really nice when you say all that, but it's not uh, as big as what the men did. But like we, we are in a process where we are like, Five ten years behind the men, and um, and I think we're on a good road. We in five ten years, I think we could maybe have a more yeah medals like them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like <clears throat> looking at the squad, obviously there's been some amazing talent that's recently sort of retired from international hockey, but then the youth coming through like Tiff, uh Lucy, um Barbara seems to be constantly she just doesn't age. Um <laughs> you know, it's an amazing squad you've got and yeah, you might like you say you might be 5 years behind the men, but there's clear real promise for where things are going. Um like who excites you in the squad right now?
1: I think you really gave some good names. Uh, like you said, uh, Barbara Babs is like, a, yeah, always in. She is always just Baba in the team, so that's really nice. I think yeah, we have a really young squad, but with lots of talent. I don't know if you know her, but uh, Vanessa. She just uh, left Belgium to play uh, in, uh, in the Netherlands to uh, yeah to to improve faster to uh, to have another culture also. So that will really bring something amazing to the team. Uh, beside that, Ombre is also uh, like a real leader already in our strikers line, um, and yeah, with a uh, little bit more games, a little bit more experience, she will really bring more to the team and more to the new girls of the same age, actually. So that's really nice. And then, uh, yeah, we have Alex, uh, Stephanie Van den Borre. Those are like main key players of the team.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned Ombre there. Um and it's it's a fact obviously particularly in northern european hockey we don't have very many black people playing playing hockey and, and particularly at the top end of the game um and do you know Reese Smith from the Great Britain Setup? Um, something that, that he's done a lot of that I think is really good is when he produces content, it's a very different feel and different music and a different sort of style. And Ombra does exactly that. I mean, like, she's a ridiculous dancer. Um, <laughs> uh, and that, I think it's really interesting seeing people like this come out and they really show their character. And, I, and on top of that, of course, she is an insane person to watch on a hockey pitch. She's so fast, she's so creative, and she shoots from crazy angles where the coach it, yeah. wants to kill her, but then, yeah. <laughs> then she scores. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, she, she's really exciting. But, what I mean, obviously, um, during uh, the lockdown stuff, there was the Black Lives Matter movement, and there were people like Terence Peters who spoke out really, really um, articulately and well about his experiences. What's it like, if you mind my asking, what was it like for yourself growing up in a, a very white sport in a, in a, in a fairly white country?
1: In a white sport in the in a white country, yes, it's not only sports, it's yeah, just everything. I um I read uh Terence Peter's uh, uh Instagram post and uh yeah I was really like, okay, I feel the same. Oh yeah, that too. Oh okay, actually it's all the same, pretty much all the same. And uh yeah, I'm happy people with um a uh, big voice like him, like other ones, are trying to speak up now because we are in 2021 and uh, I think it's still not totally finished. Uh, yeah. I know it's still not finished. And so, yes, it's like um, I didn't have big problems in hockey, but it's like little comments like, uh, oh, you're a pretty good player for a, a black player, yeah, for somebody with another color. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a bad thing it's they're not trying to be rude but actually yeah putting uh the color is like an extra we don't need um but yeah the fact i performed and uh, i had great results it puts everything uh, aside but they are always like yeah i'm not talking of you but all the other ones you see and um and so yeah, little comments, but it's it shows that it's still real and it's still yeah happening. And uh, and here the difference, uh, yeah, between we and the other ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, hopefully, I think things are changing, and obviously also in coaching. You know, Darren uh, is is climbing up the ranks, and he's an amazing bloke. Like he's so empathetic, and he and it comes across very clearly that he really cares about people um so to see him climbing up the ranks obviously he was with you briefly wasn't he uh, yes, yes. at what ducks <laughs> um so yeah I, I think hopefully even more and more we're seeing some amazing people and b- people will see those role models who look like them and they understand yeah i can go and do that and and replicate it so hopefully we're, we're taking steps gradually
1: Yes, in I hope you inspire and uh yeah just break all the codes and uh and bring something new
0: yeah definitely um so sort of again with, with the with the, the change i guess potentially taking place and 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 belgium mark Coudron has announced his candidacy for the fih presidency is it safe to assume that you would be endorsing him do you think he'd do a good job
1: Yes, for sure. Uh, Yeah, maybe you will say, yeah, you say that because he's Belgian. But no, I really think he can, he already brought a lot to the Belgian hockey. And I think he can still bring a lot to us, but also to a whole other group. And yeah, I think it it would be good for us if he gets that place. And yeah, for the hockey, in international hockey, it it will be really amazing.
0: Yeah, he just, he seems to have an ability to not just have a good vision but he can bring people along with him and make it happen and make people believe and join in and he seems very collaborative uh, certainly from the outside
1: Yes, he has really good ideas but what's nice I think is he's not close to only his ideas so he exposed them and I think if we we if the other ones have like good arguments and like show another vision he's like open to yeah, why not we could work on that and then he still keeps his idea and his way of working but he's open-minded and he's really like trying to work with people and not just telling yeah we will do that and like that so uh no he can he will bring something
0: yeah definitely um so sort of going back back to you as, as a goalkeeper again so um what is it that what are your priorities as a goalkeeper like what what do you think makes you different to another goalkeeper? where do you stand out do you think
1: um I think one of my uh, main, um, uh, not talent, but quality yep. uh, is that I'm a goalkeeper. Uh, my job is to stop balls, but my job is also to help my team uh, be the best. That will help me have easier balls or no balls. But I think really what I like is feeling that all the atmosphere around me, everybody feels good Feels confident, feels uh, happy to be on the pitch and happy to perform together. So I really like the, the emotional, the yeah, the family feeling on the field and off the field. So um, I think that is one of my qualities that help me have the confidence of my team in me on the field, and uh, yeah, I try to give it back as much as possible.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely true. As a as a photographer who's been at the side of a pitch and and watched plenty of games, you you definitely you wear your heart on your sleeve. Um, like you don't hide your emotions, and if you're angry and you're you you want to fire up your defence, you do it. Uh, if you're upset, uh, it also shows. Um, and you know, I, I personally I think it's a nice characteristic, a nice strength. Um, but when we look back at things like the 2018 world cup obviously the ending for you was very upsetting and i I'm speaking to umpires at that level they they're very divided on that decision uh, that resulted in you leaving how do you move on from that cuz obviously at the time you uh, i remember the cover of hockey player magazine it, it wasn't it was a sad image <laughs> uh, but how how do you move on from that um, cuz it must have been extremely difficult because it's it felt like a real injustice
1: yes um that's also more a uh, personal um thing I have is I'm really always looking uh that everybody is on the same uh, level of um injustice and justice so for me that's really a difficult part. I always feel if you work for it, you have to get it not directly but it's coming yeah uh, and so yes decision where i i don't say I am wrong. Uh, I'm um, uh, what I think is the good answer, but what I feel on the moment is I'm. Um, uh, how do you say the opposite of wrong?
0: Uh, opposite of wrong Uh well, right, yes. right? Right, correct. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I come back. So um, I don't see I'm right and they are wrong, but at, on that moment that was my feeling. So I have really when the game is finished, I think I can uh, show my emotions, and I can yeah speak up for what I think. On a field, I try to be as respectful as possible because it's no need to make everything worse. Um, but after, I take the time to review, to really see, okay, was I really right, actually? Because, yeah, you can keep saying uh, they are bad, but, yeah, you have to know it. And, yeah, when it's finished, it's finished. You can't do anything about it anymore. So I come back really fa- fast i think on a, a good page but uh on the moment i can be really emotional and i don't think it's something wrong the game is finished yeah i we worked uh, more than one year two years sometimes for uh, for one tournament for one game one minute and so yeah it can be hard and it, it yeah you, you can have difficulties but you can't uh, keep uh thinking about it one month two months three months after because yeah keep going and there's another tournament and uh yeah it's finished it's finished you can't change anything about it anymore
0: yeah no definitely i mean yeah, that ability to be able to move on uh it's, it's, it's really important and for goalkeepers in particular it's hard obviously because if, if something goes wrong you know like if, if you make if you if you make a mistake it's, it's there for everybody to see <laughs> uh it's not like you know if you're up front and you miss you know that happens people can kind of accept that uh, with a goalkeeper it stands out so it's it's interesting to hear about that emotional side and and how you deal with it um so uh, something that people might not know about you as a goalkeeper because of course they normally see you wearing all these pads is you're stacked like you are <laughs> an athlete um and you don't look necessarily in terms of your body shape like a typical goalkeeper maybe historically has like you're really powerful do you mind sort of explaining a bit about your training regime because certainly you certainly when you started out playing national team you were you really stood out in terms of your body shape was very different to a typical international goalkeeper at the time and i think now maybe more a Moving towards you're ahead of the game, everyone else is beginning to be more like you now. But do you mind just explaining to people what your training regime was like?
1: Uh, I think I really um, got a little bit help of my mom and her Jamaican uh, roots. Uh, but yeah, no, I am um, since I'm really young, I had like a yeah, more. Uh, Sports uh, body and um, it's not yeah, it's not that I uh, don't have to do anything about it but yeah when I uh, go more to the gym you see it faster when I stop going to to the gym I see it faster so um, so no I think um, as a team we already do a lot but as goalkeepers we need to be ready for the team so when they start to train yeah we should already be ready. To come in uh, in training with them, so uh, yeah, we we have extra trainings uh, on pitch, off pitch. We have plus the ones of all the teams. So yeah, we have quite some work, uh, but we are in a new in a new vibe, in a new atmosphere, and uh, yeah, you you want to work you want to to be uh fit in your head and in your body and uh and it's nice to see uh when it's working so uh it's a lot but it's it's nice and um and i personally uh personally um am really always feeling free and uh happy to uh to sun bath so if i want to be happy to be in a, um taking a little uh, sun bath i should be in a good shape so uh, that's extra motivation to uh <laughs> to keep yeah. it no
0: that's fair enough yeah. I, um you m- mentioned about the setup actually so I, I think recently the women's squad has moved is it from adepts uh to the lurexoplane uh, uh, yes. but, um, what's that been like? What, uh, are you happy? Because when you left the program, I guess you were probably at ADAPS. Uh, is it a more professional setup now?
1: Uh, it's getting more pro- professional, yes. Because um, we left and it was not finished. The place wasn't finished yet, and it's still improving. So now uh, there, yeah, all works over the pitch, uh, around the pitch, and it will be really nice. But um, no, it was facilities better. Uh, Better food, um, easy access to the gym. Uh, yeah, just enough pitch to to work in little groups in big areas. So no, it was really nice. It's a uh, it's something new, and I think uh, maybe in uh, in ten years we we move again to have something new because when you are always going to the same place, always doing the same things with the same team with the same atmosphere. Yeah, you can you can have medals, you can have uh, great moments. It's it can begin to be tiring, so uh, so now it's really it's really nice. And uh, now they are, like I told you, they are improving again the the Wilhelms uh, place. So uh, so something exciting is coming.
0: Yeah, that's good. And you've also got is it the National Stadium in Wava is coming? Is that right?
1: It's coming. Yes, it's not yeah it's not there yet. So I don't know exactly how it will be. But uh, now it's coming. Uh, Belgium hockey is really uh, getting bigger and bigger. Lots of uh, clubs that have like now three, four. No, no five fields that we don't have yet. But in Belgium, like, you have one field, you're already, like, a big boss. You have two, like, yeah, you're the, the best. So yeah. now uh, it's really more professional and it's uh, all over Belgium.
0: Yeah, definitely. And on the club hockey side, um, obviously you, you took a year out um, playing for What Ducks. Do you mind just sort of explaining a bit about your club journey? Because, um, like, obviously we're playing at What Ducks, but how's your journey in club hockey been?
1: Uh, so, uh, like I told you, I started hockey at 10 and I started hockey at White Ducks and I never left.
0: Oh, really? I didn't realize you'd been there the whole time.
1: Yes. Wow. I, uh, I only played for White Ducks, uh my whole life. And uh, yeah, it was it. I, besides, wanted to have a kid. I also needed like, a little break. I, I started working also. I played play since my 16 in the national team so my whole life I've always been um, dictated by hockey and I was like I want to go at least until Paris 2024 but if I keep going from still now to 2024 without taking a little break I will have like a, a hockey burnout and I don't want to be like in you know, 2023, one year of the Olympics so um I thought a lot about it and lots of Girls or boys sometimes stop like six months, one year, the national team, but they keep playing in club. And I yeah, I had to be uh, right with myself. If I stop one year or six months, the national team and only play in club, I will lose my level. It won't be as professional. And um, and club is getting prof- more professional, but it's still not at the level of the national team. So I... Talked a lot with um, with my coach, uh, national coach, with um, with the federation, and we were like thinking together what can I do to help me have my way, but help me keep my uh, my level. And we thought, okay, um, yeah, stop one year uh, club, but you will have a little bit extra with national team. But it's like starting earlier or finishing uh, later, but it's not having a second session on the same day, a third session on the same day. So mentally, it was really easier. And um, um, Corona came, COVID, more time at home. And yeah, we... I, we had plans and, um, and I'm really happy when it came because now uh, I just had my, uh, my baby um, and I'm back uh, with the national team and uh, I will be back in club uh, in September. So uh, yeah, I lost exactly one year and not one and a half or, or two. So, uh, so no, it's, it's nice that it worked exactly how, how I planned it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny one because I must admit a few years ago, <clears throat> I, I was completely against the idea of players not playing club. And in the UK, it's quite common. Uh, we have a number of players who, who play on the national team, but don't play club hockey. But then I heard uh, Maddie Hinch explain it. And it was exactly that. If She was saying about the risk of burnout and does she really get anything extra from training all those extra hours at club and at national team? And it will probably actually be counterintuitive it, it's a negative thing for her um, and Ava De Huda basically said if she hadn't taken that break after Rio she probably wouldn't be playing today especially with the Olympic year extending um, so yeah I think it, it definitely it, it, it merits it, it's right it's the right thing to do so will you be returning to what Ducks then?
1: I will start hockey in club again I don't know yet where I'm going to play
0: <laughs> oh, I had to ask um, <laughs> um, okay cool Um so, obviously, you mentioned the pregnancy there um, and that uh, you are like a superwoman. Um, it's ridiculous to think, you know, you've, you've been in the national team for, for so long and, you know, you've you've ventured outside of it, uh, like we talked about briefly earlier, on the political side. Um, and now you thought, OK, I'm going to have a baby, but I'll keep on training. Uh, and then six weeks after you give birth, back in the squad. How, how has that been for you?
1: Um. It's been a lot of thinking first before taking uh, that decision. Um, yeah, I I had a plan. We had a plan with my man um, of uh, of having that baby. But I also knew of my. I knew I'm not finished with hockey yet. I'm really not finished. I have lots of things to to show uh still i have lots of things to live uh, still with the national team so i i knew okay i want to have a baby but i'm not finished and i want to keep going so uh okay what's what's the plan i just uh do my pregnancy and i see after when i start again and i'm not i'm not like that i need goals uh i I really live for goals they are not always uh possible. I may be doing one that will be really difficult and maybe I can't achieve it, but at least i will I will try and uh and it will help me for the next goal so uh, so yes um i uh, I took the decision with the federation that I was going to come back and uh and they helped me like train as long as possible uh first yeah nobody knew it yet and yeah, my doctors were like you can keep playing don't uh yeah it's like uh as big as a uh, um
0: like a jelly bean <laughs> yes exactly
1: <laughs> so yeah don't be afraid and then after yeah you started to see it also and uh, i changed my uh my program so then i had only individual keeper training and then only individual but uh i couldn't go on the ground anymore so i Kept playing until six months uh, of pregnancy. And uh, yeah, when I couldn't put my uh, keeper's <laughs> <equipment> anymore. <laughs> okay, but
0: that, that was a point where you had to stop. <laughs>
1: yes so yeah like more. Well, Ashley now please stop it <laughs> so no then uh my program changed i could still go in the gym but i was like more doing uh yeah old woman gym and not a uh, top athlete gym anymore but i had uh, i keep doing that with the team um it was three times a week so three times a week i was still with the team um and uh Plus, extra of that i had a bike uh, program and a swimming pool program and that i could do until uh the day before the pregnancy mm-hmm. uh i yeah i kept um i kept doing some sports until i had uh my baby so uh, that was really nice um everybody that had a baby one day told me you will see after it's it's really an adventure having a kid and I can confirm it now it's an adventure (laughs) I was like okay I give birth and after maybe I will sleep one day but then I'm going on my back no I wasn't on my back two days after Uh, I had a good um um, help of the doctors, of the medical staff, of the national team, like really looking, are you ready to to do things? It was not, they yeah, are ready to be on the field, that was not, but uh, they really told me, okay, now you can... Uh, uh, going to bike again now you can run. okay now stop a little bit you for one week and things like that so they were really like looking after me and um and it helped me a lot and yeah since last week i uh, i i play hockey and uh, it's really uh, the best feeling ever to stop a ball and uh, i'm not i'm definitely not, i'm i'm at my level I feel I'm going to do a, a lot of um uh, footwork yeah there's a, yeah, I have to find my shape back also, so uh, that will be a big focus point, but uh, but it's nice. Like I told, I um, I work with goals and I need goals to perform. And so we had uh, as goal to be back for the European uh, Championship. Olympics changed the date, so uh, it was in August, now it's in June. So I have two months less. To be um, ready, but I we keep the same uh, we keep the same uh, objective, the same goal. And um, if I don't have it, I will at least be ready for the club season, and um, I will keep working to be ready for the next tournament. Um, I have to stay uh, uh, with my head on um, the ground, and it's something difficult. It's yep. uh, I had. I have three months and a half to be 100% with a team that's training uh, two years for that tournament. So it's less, but uh, it's nice. It's exciting.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I know t- obviously the Red Panthers or, or maybe it was the Hockey BE page, they stuck up some videos of what you were doing. Um, so you said about the footwork. Is How does it feel? Like Like obviously your body's changed shape to have a baby. How, how like, is it frustrating that everything's not quite how it used to be. Are you you dealing with it okay?
1: For the moment, no, it's not frustrating because I'm still in the phase where everything is super cool. I stop a ball, I'm like, whoa, I'm really strong. (laughs) I I go for a 5 miles run and I'm really proud of me of the time. I'm looking like, oh, it was better than yesterday. So for the moment, everything is too cool, too nice. But I think in uh, more in one month when I'm already training a lot, and I will have like uh, yeah stupid goals against and uh, just too late or just a little bit uh, out of breath. That will get more frustrating. But now, if I'm frustrating now, I won't get uh, to the the European Cup for sure. Um, but no, if you look at me, I'm only smiling at training. Even when he tells me go forward, I'm smiling.
0: <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, and one of the things that obviously happens during pregnancy is a lot of people become more flexible. Um, Now, in goal, that's normally a good thing. But uh, if you're trying to sort of maintain muscle stability, you don't want to become too flexible because then you can have problems. So were you actually, in a way, having to train to suppress that flexibility?
1: Yeah, for the... To next week still, I have an adapted program, so I'm um, I will be with the team and doing everything like them. Uh, the fifth of April. Before that, they are really looking after my flexibility and not having an injury because I'm too flexible, the knees uh, um, and things like that. So I have an adapted program, and I almost what I need to do. I will have to do like that. I don't have like surprise movements where I could yeah uh, get an injury. And uh beside of that, my kine um is really yeah, giving me a lot of exercise to get my core stability in uh, in the right way again. And uh so that's her main job is looking after my flexibility.
0: Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um well no I mean it's it's amazing to, to hear what you've been going through, uh, your journey. I think you're an absolute inspiration to people, um, like how you have come from a very different background to hockey, especially in Belgium, not being in a family. Cause like whenever I speak to my friends and colleagues, everybody's parents played hockey, everybody's grandparents played hockey. So to be the first person in your family to, I think that's amazing. Uh, and of course with, with the pregnancy stuff, that's just, you know, that's incredible. Uh, And everyone I've told about this interview beforehand was in awe of you. People who don't play hockey, uh, I think, will hear your story and be inspired by what you're doing. Um, So I I just thank you for sharing that with me (laughs) and with the listeners. Um, We have a few sort of funny questions as well that we tend to ask on here. So um, a few of them are just quick fire questions about the squad. Uh, So who would you say, I think I know the answer, but who would you say is the best dancer uh, in the squad? (laughs) So, and then who would you least want to get in a fight with?
1: Anne Sophie Evans. Pardon? Anne Sophie Evans. How come? She's really um, giving everything for the team and for the ball. But if you're not in her team, she will give everything. <laughs> so be with her, not against her.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, and then uh, who would be the worst person to get stuck to uh, for an away when you have to fly to a match, maybe in Australia? Alex. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she hates being in a plane. She's like really stressed. So uh, plane plus... Long uh, flight, uh, drive, whatever, long something with her. No, it's not possible. She will get crazy. And then uh, what would
0: be your favorite moment in in hockey in general? What? What's your favorite moment, your favorite memory? Of hockey? Yeah.
1: Um, The opening ceremony of the Olympics in 2012 uh, in London and our uh, silver medal uh, in uh, Amsterdam. Yeah,
0: Uh, and then then the big one that we always ask people is the five-a-side hockey team. So, uh, have you had a chance to prepare one?
1: Yes. Should it still be girls that are playing in our Belgium?
0: school? It's your team, you can pick who you want.
1: I can pick where I want. You're okay. i licking
0: your lips of excitement. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. But I will make uh, um, a list of all Gwenmas now. But uh, I will take <laughs> Jill Bone.
0: And Jill Bone, yeah, obviously.
1: Yes. Uh, I will take uh, Anoukras. Yeah. I will take our um, ex-ex-ex-captain uh, Charlotte DeVos. Mm-hmm. And I will um, take Alex. Yeah. Yeah, I will take Alex and um, Barbara Neelen for a little bit of talent and uh, serious stuff on the field.
0: Okay, so you're going no goalkeeper?
1: <laughs> I prefer to have five amazing girls in the team and no goalkeeper and not take anyone out of that team.
0: Fair enough. You put yourself on the bench just in case. I'm going to be the coach. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for the international team?
1: Um, Eimer, yep. Yep. Uh, Danson. Yeah, uh, Julia Müller from Germany, uh, Gloria Comerma mm-hmm. from Spain, and uh, Anna Verenda.
0: So you are putting a goalkeeper we in.
1: Need <laughs> they the <team>. need one. <laughs> we don't need anyone.
0: Yeah, to defend against that team, they need a goalkeeper. <laughs> um, so what is it about, like uh, like Jill? What makes her such a good player for you?
1: I think she's a good player because she she plays to score but she isn't a player that plays... A striker can be somebody that plays a bit more for herself, but Jill loves to share on and off the pitch. And when it's on the pitch, she's really like trying to help everybody uh, make the good leads, the good decisions, give the good balls, take the good balls. And and she loves to score, but she loves to say to a, a younger one, yeah, just take your take your chance don't give me the ball be selfish and go for it and that's i really think it's a it's something good yeah
0: she Definitely comes across as a real people person. Like when Ombra was getting into the team, she was telling us, uh, because I work with her through Karok, telling us excitedly about how talented this player was and how excited she was to work with her. And then outside of hockey, you know, she does all this charity work, yes. and whenever there's a problem, she sees a solution. Um, so like with a pandemic, she started the, uh, the the charity collection for food, and she was getting out delivering it to people. And she just she so clearly cares about people. She's an amazing person, obviously an incredible hockey player and uh, and then what about anouk um uh, cuz she's been captain um, for a long time and yeah
1: she's a captain she really uh is born to be a captain to be a leader um she obviously brings a lot as a hockey player keeping the ball she can really keep the ball in a little space with lots of people around her she's really good she was not the best uh, physically with her speed but she she knows that she knows her quality and uh, she knows her weaknesses and she used um, nicely her qualities like that you don't see too much uh, weaknesses but like I said she's really a leader and um, you want to listen to her. That's really something she was good in. You you ask and you want to listen.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then on, on the international one, obviously you played a lot against Alex Danson. Uh, so what was she like as a forward to play against?
1: Stressful. Stressful? Uh, yeah, stressful. <laughs> no, we, 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 knew, uh, we knew when she has a ball in a circle, you, you need to mark her. And when she has a ball in a circle, it's actually too late. So um, so it makes it easy because you have one job. Don't let her be on the ball, but it makes it difficult when she has the ball to... Yeah, she's a clever player. She, she knows when to search for a corner and when to, to go for a goal. And, um, and what I saw, because I don't know her personally, but what I saw is um, her team has respect for her, but they are not afraid of her. They want to do what she asks, because they are convinced it's the good way. And um, and she shows that by how she plays and how she uh, communicates with uh, her teammates.
0: Yeah. And then you've picked Anna Wijnaldal as the goalkeeper, and obviously that's a position you know very well. So what makes her stand out for you?
1: I think playing um, in a team that so good is actually difficult because you don't have a lot of work and we will ask you uh, once, twice, three times in the game to sometimes do something amazing, but after that to have like a 30-minute break because your team is going to do everything. So um, keeping the head in the game, the whole game, um, being there, actually uh, in the shootouts because i think she's really good in shootouts i think it's a uh, really uh, a nice job of her to to and also to keep wanting to improve because she she's actually good enough to be the keeper of the netherlands because yeah do you really have to have the best keeper of the world when you have a really good team. I don't think so, but she's always uh, trying to to work to improve. Uh, I see a lot of uh, videos of her in the gym, in a uh, in individual training, and uh, yeah, I think it's nice.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, she's a quality goalkeeper, and like yeah, you say it's it's that's the hard thing. If you're in a really good team, you have no contact time of the ball, so you need to be awake <laughs> uh, and you need to be able to react. Well, thank you very much for for speaking with me again. Um, it was really cool to hear that. Um, so thank you very much, and best of luck with the uh, return to hockey.
1: No problem. Thank you for adapting to my uh, plans <laughs> of changing. Sorry for that. That's alright. No uh,